0: Letter Four of Clarissa Harlowe, Volume Six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librevox.org. Clarissa Harlowe, Volume Six letter four mr lovelace to john belford esq this fair inexorable is actually gone to church with mrs moore and mrs bevis but will closely attends her motions and i am in the way to receive any occasional intelligence from him she did not choose a mighty word with the sex, as if they were always to have their own wills, that I should wait upon her. I did not much press it, that she might not apprehend that I thought I had reason to doubt her voluntary return. I once had it in my head to have found the widow Bevis, other employment and i believe she would have been as well pleased with my company as to go to church for she seemed irresolute when i told her that two out of the family were enough to go to church for one day but having her things on as the women call everything and her aunt more expecting her company she thought it best to go lest it should look oddly you know whispered she to one who was above regarding how it looked so here am i in my dining-room and I have nothing to do but to write till they return and what will be my subject thinkest thou why the old beaten one to be sure self debate through temporary remorse for the blow being not struck her guardian angel is redoubling his efforts to save her if it be not that and yet what power should her guardian angel have over me I DON'T KNOW WHAT IT IS THAT GIVES A CHECK TO MY REVENGE WHENEVER I MEDITATE TREASON AGAINST SO SOVEREIGN A VIRTUE. CONSCIENCE IS DEAD AND GONE, AS I TOLD THEE, SO IT CANNOT BE THAT. A YOUNG CONSCIENCE GROWING UP LIKE THE PHOENIX FROM THE ASHES OF THE OLD ONE IT CANNOT BE, SURELY. AH, oh, BUT IF IT WERE IT WOULD BE HARD if i could not overlay a young conscience well then it must be love i fancy love itself inspiring love of an object so adorable some little attention possibly paid likewise to thy whining arguments in her favour let love then be allowed to be the moving principle and the rather as love naturally makes the lover loath to disoblige the object of its flame and knowing that to an offence of the meditated kind will be a mortal offence to her cannot bear that i should think of giving it let love and me talk together a little on this subject be it a young conscience or love or thyself jack thou seest that i am forgiving every whiffler audience but this must be the last debate on this subject for is not her fate in a manner at its crisis and must not my next step be an irretrievable one tend it which way it will and now the debate is over a thousand charming things for love is gentler than conscience as this little urchin suggested in her favour he pretended to know both our hearts and he would have it that though my love was a prodigious strong and potent love and though it has the merit of many months' faithful service to plead, has had infinite difficulties to struggle with, yet that it is not the right sort of love. Right sort of love, a puppy! But with due regard to your deityship, said I, what merits has she with you? that you should be of her party is hers i pray you a right sort of love is it love at all she don't pretend that it is she owns not your sovereignty What well, the devil moves you to plead thus earnestly for a rebel who despises your power and then he came with his ifs, and hands, and it would have been, and still, as he believed, would be love, and a love of the exalted kind, if I would encourage it by the right sort of love he talked of, and in justification of his opinion, pleaded her own confessions, as well those of yesterday as of this morning, and even went so far back as to my Ipecaquana illness i never talked so familiarly with his godship before thou mayest think therefore that his dialect sounded oddly in my ears and then he told me how often i had thrown cold water upon the most charming flame that ever warmed a lady's bosom while but young and rising i require the definition of this right sort of love he tried at it but made an sorry hand of it nor could i for the soul of me be convinced that what he meant to extol was love upon the whole we had a noble controversy upon this subject in which he insisted upon the unprecedented merit of the lady nevertheless i got the better of him for he was struck absolutely dumb when waiving her present perverseness which yet was a sufficient answer to all his pleas i asserted and offered to prove it by a thousand instances impromptu that love was not governed by merit nor could be under the dominion of prudence or any other reasoning power and if the lady were capable of love it was of such a sort as he had nothing to do with which never before reigned in a female heart i asked him what he thought of her flight from me at a time when i was more than half overcome by the right sort of love he talked of and then i showed him the letter she wrote and left behind her for me with an intention no doubt absolutely to break my heart or to provoke me to hang drown or shoot myself to say nothing of a multitude of declarations from her defying his power and imputing all that looked like love in her behaviour to me to the persecution and rejection of her friends which made her think of me but as a last resort love then gave her up the letter he said deserved neither pardon nor excuse he did not think he had been pleading for such a declared rebel and as to the rest he should be a betrayer of the right of his own sovereignty if what I had alleged were true, and he were still to plead for her, I swore to the truth of all, and truly I swore, which perhaps I do not always do, and now what thinkest thou must become of the lady whom love itself gives up, and conscience cannot plead for? End of letter four.